Usaka already reliving his youth at the age of 30. Hiking the Fakahatchee with Justin Napier, Usaka sights a rare Florida panther. The definition of a Langugan, guide groupies and Brazilian buttless. And summertime high school football brawls live on. All this week on The Real Guy Podcast. Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. Welcome to this week's Real Guy Podcast. I got everybody's world's favorite millennial in the studio, Stephen Busaka. What's up, dog? Dude, it's great to be back. Good to have you. Dude, you're like traveling salesman lately. Hey, I can't keep track of where you are. Orlando, <laughs> Homosassa. Bahamas. Bahamas, Naples, friggin'. All over the place, dude. You sure you're not like on uh, summer break, you know, like... Well, here's the thing. The thing. Okay. I, I, haven't, thing? I haven't really been able to do summer break and well, let's say I graduated in 2015, so it's been a couple of years. So this was my way of trying to kind of relive that, relive the glory days of summer vacation. Are you playing catch-up? A little bit. It's nice. nice. I don't know so much playing catch-up, but just kind of reliving my youth. Does that make sense? Reliving your youth. You're not old yet. No, that doesn't make well, sense. Well, dude, I just turned 30. Whoa. Dude, congratulations. Thank you. You so you, you realize when you met me, I don't even think I was twenty five yet. You were you were just a little monkey, <laughs> pretty much. The uh, and hanging out with other monkeys. Yeah, well, Gorman. Yep, the biggest one of them all. You know, a lot of people don't know that that's uh, <laughs> that's how we got that, that's how we got to be buddies. <laughs> like, where the hell did Busaka come from in the first place? And I'm like, go Gorman. They're like, really? Like, and the funny thing is, like, you see me now, and you would be like in shock that I hung out with him. But yeah, if, but yeah, if if you think about it, that you and I, this whole thing would have never happened without him. Well, you know, like so, you can get he's like, here's hey, to O'Gorman. Hey, here's to O'Gorman. <laughs> Something good comes out of everything mm-hmm. yeah, if you just look at it the right way. Exactly. And uh, speaking of good things coming out of something, I. Uh, <laughs> so you know, we, we talk about you know all the. You know, everybody in the Real Guy Network and Real Guys helping Real Guys out. Right. You know, I've gotten close to a lot of people in this network. And, you know, one of the people that I've gotten to meet through the network is uh, Justin Napier over there on the West Coast. And, you know, I've, you know, was a big, f- I, I was really kind of found out about Justin because of you. When you had gone over there and fished with him and you caught redfish. And we were all really proud of you for that, too. And as you know, kind of recently, you know, I've, been making ventures over there to the west coast and exploring the everglades you've been hiking hiking yeah yeah so we all know you've been hiking busaka yeah you've been telling the audience about all these hikes and stuff that you've been going on so we all know that you're into hiking yeah and uh, so it's going strong you're telling me hell yeah so you know i went out there i was i was planning on going out there a few weeks ago because and, and i don't know if i told you about this but I've been on a quest for a long time, 17 years, quite frankly, and that's to see a Florida Panther. Well, if you wanted to see a Florida Panther, I would have taken you to a hockey game. <laughs> you go see Stanley, right, the mascot? Stanley, Stanley, he's a Panther, and then you got all the players. They're all Panthers. They're all roll over the place. Then you got the crowd. They consider themselves Panthers. And in this day and age, it's all you got to do is declare you're something, and then you're not allowed not to be that. That is true. But I'm talking about the real Florida Panther, the ghost of the Everglades. And then, see, and then again, I had a decent answer for you last time you talked about it, and I told you to go to the Metro Zoo, Zoo Miami. Yeah, Zoo Miami. Yeah. So That's you, not going to cut it. The so, wild is... So you didn't go to the zoo. I didn't go to the zoo. And you didn't go to a hockey game. I didn't go to a hockey game. So I was, I've been determined to see an actual panther in the wild. Okay. So just for the hell of it, I hit up Justin. And I just said, dude, I said, you know, I want to go hike the Everglades. I said, you know, you want to come? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. So Homeboy met me out there. And um, we were the only ones there except for one guy. And this one guy, we're going to refer to him as Land Guggen. There was a Land Guggen out there. Let me tell you what. And that was something that Justin and I had kind of coined out there on land, hiking through the Everglades, a Land Guggen. Okay, this guy, he rolls up and he's got his little sun hat on. And he's got his favorite sneakers with his socks pulled up real high. 
and he's got one of those you ever see those battery powered fans that you fill the bottle with water and you can mist yourself oh yeah I've seen those losers at the Dolphins yes he's sitting on the ground in the Everglades misting himself and he's taught and he's does he's doing the one thing I can't stand which is people screaming and I don't know what it is with people from out of state they talk so freaking loud when they're in the woods it drives me insane but more on that later more on that later. So we run into him, and he's got one of those bikes. You ever seen those bikes that those older folks sit in where they're leaned back and their feet are straight out like this? Right. And they got, like, the handlebars on the side? You've seen those, right? Yeah, that's a... Um... I forgot what they're called. Well, I had one years ago. You had one of those? Well, I mean, like, really a long time ago. I had a big wheel when I was a kid. Okay, well, as a kid, makes a little bit more sense. Right, and, and, and it was the same exact setup, except they were small and they were plastic, and you could skid like crazy on them. <laughs> Those are just giant big wheels for yes. adults. Yes. Weird, so, weird adults. Yes, he had one of those. Okay. So um, I was, you know, stupidly, I started talking to him, which was the biggest mistake I could have made, because then he didn't want to stop talking. And, uh, and I was telling him which path we were going to go down. And he said that that was his favorite path. And he's going down that path, too. And I just said, um, and you might make fun of me for this, but I just said, hey, listen. I said, um, my buddy who's coming, you know, he's never been in there before. We really want to try to see it, you like a panther or even a bear. I said, um, you know, since you're going to be on a bike, I said, you know, you're going to be taking off faster than us. You're probably going to scare anything that walks into the path. I said, would it be too much to ask if maybe you took a different path at first? And and he goes, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So Justin rolls up. And that was my first time meeting Justin in person, too, because we talked a lot, but never met him in person. And um, so he rolls up, and you know, I said, all right, get in the, get in the truck quick. Like we gotta, I want to get in front of this guy so we can see anything that walks across the road. So we get back to our trail. We start making our way down there, and we're seeing like deer and all kinds of stuff in there walking in front of us. And all of a sudden, the homeboy with the bike in the mist rolls up right behind and scares the hell out of us and he's like little jumpy aren't we guys just and i and i, I you know, yeah i mean we weren't expecting to see you down here which was my way of being like what the hell I are you doing we, what, yeah like i thought we talked about you were gonna go down a different path so he takes off ahead of us and i'm just looking at Justin. and i'm like well i guess he's if there, he, there's anything down there he's gonna freaking see it he's gonna scare it away yeah so whatever. He goes way to hell in front of us. Justin and I are walking. And, and I got to tell you, I was so impressed with Justin because he really had an eye for nature in the sense where we were walking by all these cypress swamps loaded with orchids on the side of the path. And he was fascinated by that and taking pictures. And I love that because that's how I am. And I was because, again, I wasn't really sure because, you know, he's a fishing guide. Well, dude, I think that's kind of like in a fishing guide's DNA. To kind of, you know, a lot of yes not, and no, not, not all of them, not but, all of them, but, but yeah, some but he, of them. Yeah, they're like, oh shit, you know, they actually see the little things in front of them that most yes. people wouldn't see, and they get excited about it. I yeah, see Justin doing that, and I, but I got to tell you, that was really cool for me to see that too because he was, I wasn't sure how into it, how into it he was going to be, so that was cool to see that. So, you know, we're making our way down this path, and all of a sudden, um, we run into homeboy eventually. Your dog. Yes, our dog. And uh, he's sitting on the floor in the swamp with his legs out like this and like kind of with his arms back, like leaning back on his arms. And he's just sitting there. On the floor? On you the mean, floor. In the ground? On the ground. Wet, swampy? Yep. Okay. So we're like, all right. And I said, I said to Justin, I'm like, I said, do not engage him in conversation. I just said, nod and just keep going. He's like, hey, we're good. So we're walking past him, and he's just all sitting there, all smiley and everything. And I'm not going to lie. It was a little creepy. It's a little weird. Duh. He's riding around on a big wheel. Yeah, yeah. And then he's just sitting on the ground by himself in the middle of the swamp with his little mister and everything. <laughs> That's what we're calling it, a mister. Okay. And so we're walking, and he's just like, are you guys going to walk all the way down? And we're just like, well, we don't really know what all the way. And this is because, again, this is my first time taking this trail. So we don't know what all the way down is. Okay. I just said, we're just going to go until we get tired. And as and we're walking, and he's still 
fucking talking to us as we're walking and getting farther and he's still so he's still talking that we get to a point where we can't even make out what he's saying anymore so we're just sitting there nodding our head back at him and thumbs up and he's still talking and finally we just got to the point where we couldn't hear him anymore and Jess and I are looking at each other like there's something not right with that dude okay whatever you think yeah Um, so Justin and I ended up walking to the very end which was what 10 miles 5 miles so 5 miles one way okay and then we had to walk so we ended up doing 10 miles in one day which was crazy did you even tell me where the hell you guys are how old we are where you guys are Oh, in the Fakahatchee Strand. Doing the Fakahatchee Strand again. Okay. Yes, in the Everglades. So you you, you picked your spot, which was the Fakahatchee Strand, in anticipation of trying to... Find a panther. Find a panther, and you found a guy on a big wheel. Yes. Okay. A very obnoxious, something wrong with him guy on a big wheel. <laughs> okay. So we end up getting to the end, which is the start of the Picayune Strand. The what? The Picayune Strand. Picayune. That's yep. like Indian something? Or yes. Miccosukee or Seminole, one of the two. I think Miccosukee. Um, I think the Seminoles are like northern. Well, the Seminoles got their cattle ranches in Big Cypress Preserve, so they kind of—I don't know how they split it up, but I'm pretty. But yeah, the Picayune Strand. Okay, Picayune. So we stop right there, and um, I'm actually going to admit this on the podcast. Uh, I did something kind of embarrassing when we got to the Picayune Strand. Besides hanging out with the guy in the big one. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Basically, um, and I'm sorry if this is TMI, but um. I had to pee, and so I went off to the side to relieve myself, and as I was doing that, I happened to look up right in front of me, and staring right at me was a trail camera, <laughs> and I was like, son of a gun, man. <laughs> so I said, shit. I'm like, Justin, there's a freaking camera right there. Justin is like laughing his ass off at this point, and I was like, I, I actually thought I knew whose camera it was. I thought it was this guy, Tim Harrell, who he posts all these videos from the Fakahatchee and Big Cypress. I was like, I'm praying that's Tim's camera. And um, later on, I actually messaged Tim. I said, dude, I said, do you have a camera right in this spot? He goes, no, I don't got cameras in there no more. And I didn't tell him that that was, I was like, oh, okay. I was just, was just wondering, but I'm like, shit. So now freaking. Well, you can't really be embarrassed. You can't really be embarrassed because you don't know whose camera it is. Yeah. And you don't even know if somebody's actually going to look at it. And then if somebody does look at it, the chances of them knowing who you are, you knowing who them are, I think that... Well, I I also didn't want the person thinking I was being a dick and trying to, like, flash the camera. Because, you know, some people, they try to be stupid like that. And I was like, I don't want this person thinking. Hopefully they can hear. And they'll hear me go, oh, shit. So, but yeah, so that happened at the end. So then we started making our trip back. Yeah, see, I think that's I think that's more of a millennial thing to get embarrassed about, because millennials grew up like wondering if they were going to end up on Snap or TikTok or Instagram or or YouTube. So they you know they take a piss and then they're looking at a camera and it hits them totally different than somebody that's not a millennial. That is true. The pressure of taking a piss in the woods was never there before, Busaga. But now you guys have it. Well. I just it caught me off guard because I was like, if I had just stepped over, it wouldn't have been an issue. But like I said, I felt bad because I was like, I don't want this person to think I'm trying to be a dick and flash them. So, um, but anyway, we start making our walk back, you know. And like I said, you know, so we've seen deer and whatnot, and and Justin and I are having great conversation. And I got to tell you, I I have a lot of respect for Justin. You know, he was kind of telling me his story about you know how he started and you know with his salt strong beginnings and whatnot and. And I'm not going to get too into that because I know you want to do a podcast with him. So I'll let him kind of go a little bit further into detail with that one. But I, and I felt bad because as as he's talking to me, I'm looking forward and I'm just like, and I am listening to him. But I, I told him, I said, I don't want you to think I'm being rude. I'm just looking just in case something walk out front. So we're making our way back and I'm looking. And I go, Justin. And mind you, about an hour and a half, two hours have passed. I go, Justin, is that that freaking guy still sitting where we left him? And he's like, there's no way. No, no, that's got to be a branch. So we're getting closer. And I'm like, Justin, I said, I think that's the dude. And all of a sudden we can see now it's him. And I'll never forget Justin's reaction. <laughs> Justin's face about went white. And mine did too. Because now I'm like, what is this guy doing? Like, Jeff, it's been two hours. I feel you. He's sitting in the same spot, in the same position, 
that he was two hours ago. So now Justin and I are looking at each other kind of on our guard a little bit like, is this guy going to try something when we walk? Like, did this guy wait for us? Or like, because yeah, you, you hear stories all the time about people running into nutcases in the woods. Right. So Justin and I are kind of preparing ourselves like for what this guy might be doing there. And so we're walking by and he goes, um, did you guys make it to the end? Like just all creepy, man. And we said, yeah, we made it to the end. And you, you okay? He's like, I got a flat tire. I said, oh, okay. And he goes, uh, but you guys are going to be mad. And he and I are like, why? And he goes, about 20 minutes ago, Black Bear stepped out right there. And I'm looking and I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And, and this guy is like out of his mind. He's looking at Justin and he goes, he goes, yeah, just like you told me. They had a little bit of cinnamon brown on his fur. And, I'm, and Justin's like, what are you talking about? And I said to him later, I was like, I told him some of the black bears out here have cinnamon. Because like, he's looking at Justin. Justin's like, what are you talking about? Dude, the guy's like out of his mind. Well, yeah, he's freaking on a big wheel on the Fakahatchee. <laughs> Trying to make friends with you two. Yeah. And so he says to us, he goes, um, you should have called the cops. Well, this was funny. So then he goes, by the way, he goes, you guys want anything? He goes, I got wine. You guys want any wine? And Justin and I are looking at each other like, now mind you, now you know I don't drink. But I'm thinking to myself, of all the drinks to drink when you're in the swamp, wine? Dude, this guy was a certified nutcase. Yes. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, I got some weed in here too. You guys want to see, you guys want some weed? And we're like, no, no, we're good. And he, he reeked of weed and booze. And, and Justin and I are laughing and we're like, oh, he's, he's freaking high as a kite right now on everything. So, <laughs> but I got to tell you, I was pissed. I said to Justin, I said, dude. I don't believe he saw a bear. No, I will tell you, I do believe he did. Because he showed me, he showed pictures. Did he? Yes. Um, and I said to Justin, I said, Justin, I said, I'm not going to lie. I said, this is some bullshit. He comes, first of all, he said he was going to go a different route and he didn't. So that pissed me off. He was super loud, which I'm trying to like quiet him down. I'm like, and he gets to see a bear and we don't? I said, and yeah, and Justin was just like, dude, I know, man. Like, it just wasn't fair. Well, now you know how every guy in the Keys feels. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, and mind you, I got to tell you, I will never do a hike like that in the heat of summer with the amount of clothing and gear that I had on again. Justin was smart. He had a little bag and he had shorts on. I had long sleeve uh, with pants, a mosquito jacket, and about 25, maybe 30 pounds of gear on my back. So needless to say, I almost fell over a heat exhaustion a few times. Justin, <laughs> yeah, lesson learned. Justin actually had some of that liquid IV, which helped me out. Um, but now comes the cool part of the story. Liquid IV? Where, wait, hold on. Liquid IV? Liquid IV. What's that? It's like this powder. It's like 10 times more powerful than Gatorade. But you drink it? Yes. Why do they call it an IV? Because it like rejuvenates you. And it really did. Cause I was, I mean, we're out there in the heat and I was like, I shouldn't have worn all this freaking gear. You know, I, the IV thing is a big like push. Like all the spas and stuff now are giving IVs. Nicole. IV. Really? Yeah. Dude. Like if, all right, see so you and Justin, we're going to go hiking. Right? Yes. And you wanted extra energy for the hike. You can go in there and they give you an IV with like B16. Oh, like a shot, B12. Yeah. They B12. give you a shot of B12. Not a shot. It's in the IV. So you get hydrated, you get your... What? Dude, you can get all sorts of IVs now. At a spa? Dude, all over the place. So, yeah. Like, it's a new thing. Well, it's like new, but it's a big thing. And it's growing like crazy, this whole IV thing. And then everybody's saying IV, like this company here with their drink that they're calling an IV. Liquid IV. Liquid IV. It's all about the marketing and narrative. And the narrative right now is IV. And, dude, we went to Vegas. You get the IV for the hangover people. They need energy the next day. They got to break out of their hangover. This so is the thing. You should come up with a hiking IV. I'm going to tell Justin we got to do that. Because Justin and I are now, like, talking about the next time we're going to go hike out there. Because there, there's got to be a special IV, you know, that, I don't know, helps the bugs stay away, keeps you hydrated. So I was told for the bugs, they said eat a lot of citrus and a lot of garlic. 
A lot of citrus and a lot of garlic. But here's the thing. You're Italian, so... So, yeah. Well, but here's the thing. That's a given. They're going to... The bears and the panthers are going to smell that through our pores. So that was why I was kind of like, well, let me just wear the mosquito jacket, but... So, dude, you get the IV that makes you not stink, so they can't smell you. Get you a little bit of mosquito repellent in that IV. Deep free. <laughs> you got to do your own... You got to do your own hiking IV. We will try that. I will talk to Justin about that one. Um, so anyway, so we're, we're all about, we're almost back to the, back to the truck and, and on the ground, there was all the, you ever see those big grasshoppers? They're real colorful. They're real cool. They're big. Yeah. They were everywhere. Are those locusts? I don't know. I think there's a certain one that's a locust. Maybe. maybe. There's a grasshopper, but I know you're talking about. They're yeah. They're big. real colorful. They're colorful. They're cool looking. They're big. So Justin was fascinated by these. Like he thought they were looking, and they are cool, but he thought they were like the coolest thing. So he was like getting all these pictures of, of grasshoppers, you know, and, and again, I'm proud of the guy. I think it's great that he's into nature like this. You're proud of him. I'm very proud of him. Isn't he older than you? Yeah. He actually, today's his birthday, by the way. So happy birthday, Justin. Happy birthday, Justin. He just turned 36. Whew. So. Getting old, that guy. Yeah. So, um, you know, so he's taking his pictures of grasshoppers and, you know, and I was just kind of walking a little bit ahead and again, I'm still looking ahead of me. And as in about 200, maybe 250 feet ahead of us, I see something moving at the end of the trail. There was like a little bit of a bend in the trail and I see something walking down it. And I'm looking at it and it stopped real quick. And this, and it stopped and then it turned and it didn't run. It kind of just did like a little trot off the path. And I saw the shape and I saw the beige color. And then I saw the long tail. Really? And my jaw about hit the floor. And I, because I knew exactly what it was. And I had, and there was no doubt in my mind. And I turned to Justin, who just looked up from taking a picture of Grasshopper. And I was like, I couldn't even get my words out. I was like, what? I, I was like, did, did you see it? He's like, what? I'm the little, I said, dude, I swear I'm not making this up. I said, a panther just ran across. So I take off running. I'm like, Get the phone. So Justin's running behind me because I'm trying to see. Because you could see when you look off to the side of the path. I'm like, let's see if we can see him walking through there. So we're rushing to get down there. By the time we got down there, I mean, there wasn't a ton of space. But, you know, I'm looking for it. And I was like, freaking A, he's gone. But I will tell you this. There is not even a doubt in my mind that it was a panther. All right. 100%. I just, I was, I was happy, but I was bummed because it was so quick. So it was like, I really was kind of hoping, you know, maybe I could have gotten to enjoy that moment a little bit more, but, and I would have liked to have actually gotten it on camera. Right. But I got to tell you, my heart like stopped for a second because it really is like, I've been told that if you see a panther, it's almost hypnotizing. And it, it was just like, Whoa. Oh, dude, you got extremely lucky. But 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 I, but I learned something because I always tell people always look on the path. Don't be looking all over the place because that right there was proof it could happen that quick. Like imagine if both of us had been looking down. That's what I mean. You got lucky a little bit there. You so gotta take those breaks. That's huge. And I said, and Justin and I were ecstatic because we're like, no, no, don't get me wrong. I love seeing the bear. That would have been cool to see too. But I'm like, dude, I said, forget that guy and his bear. I said, we just saw a panther, man. And I just felt like that was good karma coming back to us right there. Well, yeah, karma a little bit. And then persistence. You, right. That's what I was going to say. You, I mean, you've been hiking here. You're doing, getting some serious miles out there, different paths. You figure that Fakahatchee strain's freaking the one that's going to be the best, so you go out there again and again, and bingo, you saw the freaking panther. That's like, uh, I don't know, it's like Blue Marlin stuff. That That's like the holy grail of freaking, it's like the Blue Marlin of the Everglades, pretty much. Well, now you need to, well, keep looking for more panthers, which would be nice, but. Yeah, to get a picture, maybe. Do you know what the kite is? Florida kite. Snail kite, right? Yeah, have you seen them? I've seen a ton of them out there. A bunch of them now? Yeah. I see them all the time. I see them probably every time I go out there. Because that was like really hard to see for a long time or whatever. Or they were like really... Oh, wait a minute. You're the snail kite. Right. 
I'm, or, or, or are you thinking of the swallowtail kite? No, I'm talking about that snail kite. I have never seen one. I've seen swallowtail kites, but I've never seen a snail kite. Right. Those things are like panthers, kind of. I don't know which one's harder to find or whatever, but snail kite. That's like what everybody would go out there and look for back in... Really? Yeah. Well, and, oh. And you say you haven't really seen one. Or no. Or didn't know that you saw one. But you know, we, we actually saw something else that was even rarer <laughs> than the panther that day. Rarer than a panther. Have you ever heard of the Everglades mink? No. I didn't even know we had minks down here. It is cons- I, was, I was doing research. It is considered by some scientists to be the rarest animal in the entire country. Rarer than the panther because of how small it is. They are only found in the Fakahatchee Strand of the Everglades. Hmm. And we actually saw one. Justin saw it. And I, I tell you, I was probably almost more excited to see that mink than I was the panther. We're driving down the road and I go, Justin, I'm like, it's the mink. It's the mink. And I'm like screaming about it. And he's like, look, and I throw the truck in park real quick and we jump out of the car like two little kids with our phones going to run to, find a, to try to get a video of the mink. How do you know that wasn't somebody's ferret that they let loose or something? No, because I, I, so he looked a little bit further down and I ended up finding it. It was right in front of me. So they're actually semi-aquatic, kind of like an otter. And I saw him and he got in the water and he swam away. And I said, yep, there he is, little brown Everglades mink. So we basically got to see the two rarest animals in the entire state in one day. And I'm not going to lie, Justin, we were pretty fired up about that. It's a very successful hiking excursion there. We are. Considering that's what you were trying to do. Yeah. And I and so Justin and I are saying, like, you know, we got to go out there again and try to find a panther again and try to get it on on camera. So now Justin and I are like panther hunters pretty much. Did you go back and find the guy on the big wheel? No. We left his ass there. So you should have went back. <laughs> that way you could have told him that you saw the panther and the mink in his face. Kind of like getting a lunk in his face. Sport that, right? Right, sport the piss out of that. <laughs> hey, you freaking drunk on the big wheel. We saw a mink and a panther, panther. dude. <laughs> it was, just, but I gotta tell you, that was it was cool though because, you know, I try not to be. I'm very selective on who I hang out with in a sense, just because I've always learned is don't ever be a guide groupie. Like you know how we have people in the network that they think that they're best friends with every guide, and they try to hang out with every guide. Not to mention any names, of course, but um, I'm, I'm going to call people out a little bit there. Is it really a guide? Yes. There are people. Would you call them a guide what? A guide groupie. groupie. Yeah. Guide Ask groupie. Lamont about that. Well, I'm writing that down so I don't forget. Yes. Guide, we've got a few Guide of them. groupies. Speaking of groupies, you know where I'm going um, next Saturday night? Where? I'm going to see this guy, Dave Matthews. Not a fan. Are you a fan? I've never seen him before. I can't tell you yet. Okay. All I know is a whole bunch of motherfuckers like him. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be at Palm Beach, that amphitheater. So he's going to be outside. Yeah. Like getting on that grass hill and everything. But this is supposed to be like a big deal. Dude, he comes every year and people go nuts over him. Well, he sold out the first concert. And then they turned around and did another concert the very next night. And then they sold that one out. And that kind of reminds me of... When I was living in Boston and saw the Grateful Dead, the only reason I went to see the Grateful Dead is because they kept selling the place out. And I'm thinking to myself, I should probably go see them. Yeah, how can I not go see this? They're selling this Boston Garden out night after night. So anyway, and then I come to find out that Dave Matthews people are kind of like what's left of the debtors, the Grateful Dead people. And they all go to the concerts and hang out like a bunch of groupies. Yeah, or like the Parrotheads with Jimmy Buffett's fan base. Yeah. Dave Matthews, yeah, I just, I don't know, I never really, so wait, who's into Dave Matthews that you're going with? I got invited. Um, Francis and Chris, they were going, they asked if we wanted to go, so then I reached out to Burr, so I think he wants to go, and we're all going to go see Dave Matthews and check out the groupies. Are you going to be, so you're going to lawn seats, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's a good amphitheater, too. So, I've been to like a concert that had a name for a long time, right? I feel like the last time was when you and me and Lamont went to go see Buddy Guy. Yeah, but even Buddy Guy, as, much, as famous as he is and as good as he is, he's not like a big name dude. But I can't remember what we paid for tickets for Buddy Guy that night. It was uh, 60 bucks a pop. See, that was a freaking bargain. 
Dude, and he got. Remember, he walked right next to us. Right. So I think we paid eighty bucks for to see this guy Matthews up on the lawn or whatever. It's not bad. Well, if you if you break it down, that's real quality. You're getting a lot for your money. I went to freaking shuck and dive the other night. Had freaking couple. Well, me and the me and the two girls. Okay, I had a couple beers. The wife had chicken wings. I had a salad with some chicken in it and whatever, fucking eggs and all that stuff. And the worm had a, I don't know, fish taco or something. Dude, it was 150 bucks. And I wasn't even drinking. Like, I had like two beers. And I'm just thinking to myself, when we, when we paid for the tickets to go to the concert, I was like, that's fucking a bargain for 80 bucks or whatever. The Miami Heat games sometimes are a bargain too. I took I took I took Victoria a few times last year, and we went to the whole Heat game for under a hundred bucks, both of us. Are you serious? That's eating, traveling, and the Heat tickets. Dude, that's a bargain. Right. That is a bargain. Now you gotta you gotta you gotta bargain you gotta bargain you gotta do a bargain trip when you go to the Heat game. Like you know you're gonna sit in the in the upper level. You gotta be okay I love with going that. To heat games. Well, yeah, that's you gotta be okay with that. You know, this, you get the seat for like twenty bucks or whatever. Last day, last second, then. When you drive down there, parking is about fifteen twenty, okay. So you're yeah. in it for sixty. Then you go get a couple of Cuban sandwiches or whatever. Dude, me and the kid, hundred, hundred and twenty bucks to go see the Heat. That's freaking a bargain. See, when I go see the Heat, I I like to. I'll pay a little bit extra though, because I like to get good seats. So I'll pay like the eight. But even then, it's like no. But that's because no. no the, and the, 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 you brought this up. Remember, I didn't bring this up. That's that's a that's a thing with you younger people. <laughs> And it gets worse the younger you get. I actually heard the conversation between my kid and the other, you know, uh, high schoolers that were in the um, arena that night. What was the conversation? And other nights. It was all about how good your seats are. Right? So they're all bragging about how good their seats are. None of them kids are paying for it. Okay? Their parents are. Their rich parents are paying for it. So they get these beautiful seats and they're bragging about it. Now, this is the difference between... Older people like myself and younger people like you. The, 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 the way we look at the world. You're more concerned about the seats. Like you just said it. And it's okay. I'm not making it funny. I'm just saying there's I a know. big difference. I was patting myself on the back thinking, man, I really did good by doing this whole night for a hundred bucks with me and my kid. <laughs> you were, you were more, I was, I'm more the seats. You're more how much it was. What? How much you saved. The quality of entertainment versus the price of what we paid for it. Because I know for a fact we can pay friggin' three, four hundred bucks, you know, a piece and sit in the first 30 rows or where the hell it is, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the point. But for you millennials and younger, especially these kids in high school, bragging about it. Dude, you're not even paying for it. And that's what you're concerned about, where you're sitting? And then the ones that are sitting, like, that don't have such good seats, they don't bring it up. Like, they don't really want the other kids to know where they're sitting. See, that's horseshit. Dude. Like, they're almost ashamed of it? Yeah. Like, I've, listen, I've never been ashamed. If I've sat in the high seats before, I wasn't ashamed. Dude, we've sat in the high seats together before. Didn't you brought your girlfriend that time, remember? Yes, but we were actually up close. You guys were up high. Oh, that's right. Because I, I remember you, you guys, you and Victoria looked about this big from where we were sitting. Right, and you were and you were like rubbing it in our face then, waving like, up at us from the lower deck, like you see where like we are, sporting a lunker in your face, pretty much, right? Well, according to you, young kids <laughs> that really give a shit where you sit. You know what I mean? Like I'm going. Let me go back to the Orange Bowl days. With me and Lamont would go see all the games at the Orange Bowl. Didn't you guys see the Eagles there too? Saw the Eagles there. Saw all sorts of people there. Never once was it like our goal to get as close as we could to the stage or as close as you could. We wanted to be like we went to the football games. We wanted to be in the section with all the rowdy kids. Okay. Which is of like the upper left-hand side of the um, East end zone. Okay. That's where the students were. That's where all the nuts were that didn't have the big money to pay for the good seats. And it was like more fun to go to the game over there. Okay. We didn't like even think for one second that we were missing out because we weren't in the first 20 rows or whatever. Okay. All right, and then let me give you another example. They kind of bit the worm and her best friend right in the ass because 
Well, they went, they, dude, they went to see a playoff game. Remember this? And they were like two rows behind the players. This was a heat game? Heat game this year. And um, Victoria was fortunate enough to be invited because her friend knew that she liked the heat or whatever. Yeah. And they go down there, and they're in like the first three rows behind the players. Right? Wow. Right. And they were big and impressive, right? Except they couldn't see anything because all those players are fucking seven feet sitting right in front of them. All they could see is the back of their jerseys. Are you serious? Yeah, they couldn't even take pictures. Standing up. All right. So Victoria's what? Five, three or whatever? Five, four and growing? No, she's taller than that now. She, well, I'm only five, eight. She's not as tall as Mary. It's five, five. Call her. Yeah, five, we'll call six. Five, 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 six. So her standing up with that giant dude, Redman and Haslam and all those guys sitting down, she still can't see the court. <laughs> That's how big those son of bitches are. Jesus. So they kind of got overseated there. So was she pissed after the game? Well, she wasn't pissed. She was kind of, you know, she was still... She Well, first of all, of course she wasn't pissed because she's young and she gets to brag about the seats. In then, true then Gen she, Z fashion. Right? But even though they couldn't see, they could hear. And she was saying how funny the players were during the game talking shit with one another and yelling at the ref and the coaches and she's like she thought it was freaking hilarious because yeah. the guys are all you know chatting and you know making fun of people and stuff and uh she got to hear all that so although she couldn't see quite as well as she thought she would she could hear what the players were saying which i thought was freaking phenomenal that is awesome let me tell you heat games are awesome i i need we we need to go to them again because you and i haven't been to one long since 2018 well i go to them because well because of my Victoria. kid, yeah, because my kid goes. Because I got to tell you, the NBA was killing me there for a while. It was killing everybody. I mean, they just kind of went way overboard on that old hip hop scene. Like everything was inner city yeah. hip hop weird vibe to it. Yeah, I think that was a little much, especially for a bunch of white guys my age. Not kidding. You. And think about it. Uh, it has nothing to do with hip hop or whatever. We loved hip hop. We're the ones that friggin' our generation was the ones that first got hip hop. It had nothing to do with it. It was over hip hop. It was yeah. over, you know, it was too much. Yeah. Like, not everything is like that. Even a little flare of that or whatever. But we got the best DJs in the NBA. The MCs and DJs at the Heat game are by far the best, which 100%. is kind of crazy. 100%. Kind of crazy. Well, I mean, you think it's the Miami vibe has something to do with it, too? Big time. I don't think people in Indiana exactly want to hear our MCs and stuff that we have in Miami. You know what I mean? <laughs> or the people in Milwaukee and these other weird places that, you know, they probably don't understand what the guy's saying. Yeah. And then the, the, the Latin flair down there, where half of the, maybe, I mean, half or a third of the stuff they say is in Spanish. And then that gets all the freaking Latins all fired up. And it's a true international audience down there. It is. It's a melting pot. Everybody has fun. <laughs> it you is. You know? But, no, we, we should actually do another heat game at some point. Totally opposite than the Boston Garden. <laughs> it's all, no white, they're all white people. They all sound like they have that Yankee accent, and they're yelling and stuff. Great fans. How you doing and all that stuff. Great fans <laughs> and everything, but just not exactly the Miami crowd. No. I, I got to tell you, when I go to a heat game, the Miami crowd is fun. At it, a heat game. It is fun. They are. It is fun. And I like all the hot chicks that are down there courtside with the big butts. Yeah, they all <laughs> got the, the, fake br ones. the Brazilian butt lifts and everything, and they're all decked out with the glasses. You mean the butt implants. Dude, it, all that. I, I mean, that's, that's extra bonus. You know that what is I mean? true Miami culture right down there. That is extra bonus to get that at the game. People watching at the heat game, I give it a 9.5 on a 1 to 10 scale. Do it easily. Right. Dude, heat games, I would take a heat game over a Dolphins game any day. Any day. This is really going to upset people in the audience. You That's know. okay, but that, hey, but you know what? That's what we're here for. Not everything we're is here to be... upset everybody? Well, no, we're here to just kind of tell it like it is. I'm interested to hear how many people get offended when I use, when they hear me talk about guide groupies. I don't think no one's going to get offended by that one. Well, I wonder how many are going to start to think to themselves, oh, wait a minute, is that me? Well, a lot of you younger millennial types will get that way because you guys paranoid to take a piss in the goddamn woods. <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to be thinking that way. But, you know, I don't think, you know, 50-year-olds are thinking that way at all. I know. I just we – we're telling it like it is. <laughs> Dude, 
I don't think there's not there's not there's not guy groupies. Yes, there is. There's not. There's one person in particular that I'm thinking of who I will share that person's name after we finish recording. I think there's a lot of people that seek out the best guides and want to fish with them, but it's not necessarily a guide groupie. Well, here here's what I mean by guide groupie is when you think. That just because maybe you fished with the guy once or twice that you're best friends with him. And let's say that one of those guides maybe passes away and you post a picture and this long heartfelt message like you and him used to go over to each other's houses and you do that for almost every single guide. It's a little <laughs> much. Like I said, I'll tell you who I'm thinking of afterward. <laughs> All right. Well, guide groupie. Ask Lamont. He'll tell you. Maybe no. Maybe maybe I ought to be a little more open-minded. See where the millennial crowd is coming from. Maybe there is some sort of guide groupie out there. Yep, I'm telling you. Confirmed by Lamont. He and I have talked about this many a time. <laughs> many a time. I'm going to cross-reference this whole topic with Lamont and, you the, should. and the guide groupie. That should that could be a very good conversation. Do you know, uh, I, I was with Lamont last night. And, um, Lucky you. He's coming in to do a recording, and we're going to talk about high school football here in South Florida. We, that could be good. Well, first of all, yesterday, Cardinal Gibbons, and for, for the people that don't know who Cardinal Gibbons, they're a good, um, Good football team, Catholic school in the east side of town. Victoria goes there. My kid goes there. Um, and they're really, their sports program is taking off, if that's what you want to call it. And St. Thomas Aquinas, everybody knows about St. Thomas Aquinas. But this whole high school football thing is getting out of hand. But the reason I brought it up is yesterday, Ely High School down there in Pompano came to Gibbons for a scrimmage, and then they got into a big brawl. Really? Yeah, and it made it on, on the field. Yeah, good. I mean, like a good one, you know. Not like a fake one, right? Right. A good, a nice, a nice brawl, a good one. Respectable. Like they, the kids were really brawling. It wasn't like a couple of kids pushing each other. So, <laughs> so there's like a, like a serious brawl, and of course, it makes social media. Somebody on Twitter brought it out. Lamont tweeted it to me. I looked at it. I was like, oh, cool, decent brawl. My kid knew about it even though she's not back at school yet and everything. And then I'm looking at the comments about the brawl, and people are, like, totally, totally, like, off the rock or offended. Oh, you got, you kids got to do better than that, this, that. Oh, gosh, dude. Dude, football fights have been going on during forever. practice forever. The poor kids are playing. It's 95 fucking degrees out, and they're killing each other, trying to freaking make the squad and make their team better, and there's going to be fights. It's okay, everybody, if a couple of guys, or I shouldn't say a couple, if, if two football team. teams get into a fight during summer practice. All right, there was no real blood. Nobody lost any teeth, I don't think. Probably a couple black guys, maybe a bloody nose or whatever. But one thing holds true with football brawls forever, and it's the stupidest thing ever. Which is what? The kids take off their helmets, and all the way up to the pros. If they get into a fight, they rip their helmet off. Like, that's the stupidest shit ever. They, they want you to see how pissed they are. <laughs> they don't want the helmet to cover. Whatever. They want to be like, look at, the, look at what you did. Look at this transformation right now. All, all I know is if you're going to fight on the football field, keep your helmet on. You probably things will work out you. better for you. <laughs> and the other thing is don't punch somebody with their helmet on. It makes no... Wait, they, I'm, they I'm, do that? Oh, that happens a lot. I, wow. did, I even did that when I played football. You get so mad. You just, Screw them. Right. But that, the problem with that is you break your hand. I broke this hand seven times. Are you serious? Not kidding. Because you punched a helmet? Amongst other things. I broke this hand seven times. <laughs> and once you start Are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. And once you start breaking your hand, it just keeps breaking. The first time I broke it's like it. You popped the cherry pretty much. It's this little bone on the side that a lot of people break their hands. You might have done it yourself. And it's called a boxer's break. A lot of boxers get it. It's like on behind your pinky. Okay. And that's no big deal. But I broke it across my first two knuckles a couple of times, which is a big deal. Yeah. And I'm just saying, you know, the whole helmet thing, try to control yourself if you're going to get into a decent brawl. I'm actually giving football brawl advice at this point. Yeah. Well, I was on the swim team, and there was never – I don't think there was ever any brawls on the swim team. Duh. 
I've never seen the brawl at the swim meet. You know, I would tell you something about being on the swim team, that one thing that I do, and I loved swimming, but I got to tell you, man, the one thing that bummed me out looking back now is I actually kind of wish I had done a sport like maybe basketball or something like that where you guys were really a part of a true team and there was actually a camaraderie between you guys because on the swim team, there was no camaraderie because you were by yourself in each event. It's not like, well... You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and that's the whole my whole point about doing a podcast on high school football is that's what it was all about. Every kid that goes to high school, I don't care where you are, but especially here in Florida because high school's big, should have a chance to play high school football, which they don't anymore. The reason they should have a chance is because of the camaraderie. There's one time in your life teamwork where you can be part of a team and you can focus 100 percent of your effort on your team and your teammates and the way they're doing football now high school football and then i'm gonna drop this because i'm doing a whole podcast on this and i was part of it in the 80s at st thomas aquinas but back in the 80s the kids that went to the better programs were still from the neighborhood still from the county they were like right here in broward county yeah and the best guys went to st thomas at the time now there's like five schools like St. Thomas and they're competing and recruiting the best athletes in the country to come to these high schools not local kids which is all fine and dandy except the kids that grow up here now it's not an option for them to play football so they get screwed right so that sucks and then I don't like the fact that teams like St. Thomas and Cardinal Gibbons play the regular public school kids that is not fair it's like like the straw man argument right it's just not good for the kids like they know they're going to show up and get beat by 50 because they're going to play one of these schools. Dude. That's not a sport. That's not good for the kids, and I'm dropping it at that. So all you fools are home watching uh, preseason football right now. Just know the Captain Jeff's got a whopper coming up with the infamous Lamont Jones. Lamont. <laughs> coming back in the studio <laughs> after a after- long... Can we say how long or no? A long hiatus. A long hiatus. We'll leave it at that. Since we are down here in South Florida. So anything else that we need to know about your camping adventure with Justin Napier? More to come. All right. So did you make sure that Justin's coming in the studio here in the next little while so we can get this recording done? Yes, actually. He and I were talking about that. I got to give him a call this week, actually, too. All right. Let's do it like this. All right. Let's get Justin over here. The end of September for the mullet run. Ooh, that'd be good. Get a little tarpon. Yeah, get a little two, three hour fish session with him. We get an hour here in the studio with him. Everybody wants to hear about Justin. I think Justin is probably the fastest upcoming guide in the industry for all you guide groupies. (laughs) Get ready, you got a new person. Not, I'm not buying facts. Yes, you just are. Guy yes, you are. You're, you, that was it right there. We're going to uh, we're going to expand the conversation, um, and we're going to get to the bottom of, of the guy groupies. And um, all right, Busaka. The next time you meet some weirdo in the middle of the wilderness on a big wheel with wine <laughs> and a mister. Either get in the car and go find a different trail or bust the guy in the face early in the trip. Otherwise, shit like that's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Justin and I, I, I tell you, because that, that is a good example of why it's not a bad idea to have somebody with you when you go out there. Because <laughs> I thought about going by myself and I was like, well, maybe I'll go with somebody. So, Did that guy intimidate you? Well, no, he didn't intimidate us, but the Come way on, he was he, acting he, 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 was weird. He was intimidating you. Well, you don't know if a guy like that is going to pull out a gun. Is he going to pull out a knife? You know, but when somebody gets is all it, smiley is and freaking... Is that, in this day and age, is that suspicious activity? That very fa- much so. That somebody needs to know about? Very much so. Well, just when a guy starts acting all crazy, almost too happy, big weird smile and freaking big old freaking eyes and just out of the way he snuck up on us a little jumpy aren't we guys like see a guy see a guy i can see a guy like that getting like mentally freaking disturbed and then living in the fuck trail strand strand whatever you want to call it (laughs) and uh 
you know, getting all long hair and everything, and then somebody mistaking him for a skunk ape. Yeah. You know that's where skunk ape originated, is in that area. I thought it was uh, more like in Everglades National Park. Or is it I it was, I, I, so here, it, it's basically the Everglades in general, but you got those three main areas, Everglades National Park, Big Cypress Preserve, and the Thakachi Strand. Those are the three main areas. All so. right, so if we had an arm wrestling contest, and it was a skunk ape versus Sasquatch, who are you going with? Skunk ape. You're going with skunk ape. Dude, skunk ape is like the Sasquatch version of Florida Man. Right. And we're just built different down here. It is true. Football I mean, listen, is different you, down here. And now, mind you, it could be good or bad, but I would tell you, we are, as native Floridians, I do believe we are built, we are built differently down here. And before we end the podcast, and we'll close on this, is we haven't been getting out the episodes as consistent as we have been. No. And uh, a lot of that's because of travel. We did some really good trips, which we're going to get into in the next few episodes. Um, somewhat flattered. So many people have reached out to me saying, dude, where's the weekly episode, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I mean, I feel you, but they're not as easy to get out sometimes as others. But uh, we've been banging them out and somewhat flattered since we quit doing them, getting these feedback where people are looking for more episodes. I actually have... Uh... I've had people reach out to me asking when we're going to go live again. That was kind of flattering, not going to lie. Live shows are extremely hard to pull off. Yeah. but I do want to do one again. Well, I think the reason, we will. I think the reason people like the live shows is because we, it wasn't overproduced. We, we were simple. And we were just freelancers, kind of just went with the flow. Yeah, we would just... Well, Taylor, Taylor DeFusco would always tell me that he loved live because he said it was cool that he liked being able to see us and see our expressions when we were telling our stories, is how he put it. I feel you on that. So, but it's funny, you think about how far we've come from when we started doing the first Triple Live, and we almost exclusively talked about fishing. And O'Gorman sat there and basically just tried to do and say everything you did, but just not as good. Um, <laughs> no, we can edit that out. Dude, I'm leave it in. I'll leave it okay. In. Um, you want to take pot shots of people? We'll leave it in. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, listen, I'm telling it like it is. God bless them. So, but it's just cool how we bring Because now here we are talking about looking me and Justin looking for Panther. Guy you know what I mean? And what? And guy groupies. And guy groupies. Growing up on big wheels. Yes. And Mr. Don't forget the Mr. And the Mr. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Real Guy Podcast. <laughs> Stephen Busaka, everybody's favorite millennial, on the Thakahatchee Strand with Justin Napier. Like real dogs. Real Just panther hunters. Fellow millennials out there seeing the wild together. That's like Bill's character. It's like the new Hemingway shit. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Guy Podcast and run that dog. Run that dog. Run that dog.